Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. <laughs> and we're going to have all kinds of, you know, absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just going to go to places you always wanted to go. But, you know, you can tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck. I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel. And I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community, and I am a queer activist. And after you listen today, we would love it if you would follow us in one of the podcast places, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few subscribe leave us a review it helps new people find what we've created and we thank you for listening let's do this hi everybody hello Were you posing? i was long, do you think about your poses like well, before it, no it's like you when we take pictures how you'll change it six times so i did like six to six different poses and i ended up with that one and it was lackluster i'm gonna admit it i liked it i like your hair Thank you. What did you call it earlier? A French prostitute. French Mm -hmm. prostitute. Yeah. He actually Mm -hmm. told me not to color my hair this color. And I did it anyway. (laughs) False false information. False information. You sent me a picture of orange hair. Coral. This is, you know, I'm trying to make it a little bit more orange pink. What did I tell you when he sent me the photos of your hair? Did I tell you how much I loved it? You did. But when I sent you the the concept of it, you were like, I'm going to be thinking about Natalie Portman from Closer in the stripper scene the entire time. And I'm like, that sounds great to me. I didn't necessarily say that was a bad thing. I I love Natalie Portman. I love the movie Closer. And I love French prostitutes. So (laughs) where are you going with this? My next question. So um, this topic, I, I know that We've talked about doing it for a while and it wasn't until the right guest like came about very synchronistically that we were like, mm-hmm. it's time, like it's time to talk about this. But what I was remembering is that one of the the shows, the podcasts, I guess you would say that inspired this, that you were always like bringing up as inspiration was Red Table Talks. Mm-hmm. And I think that the very first Red Table Talks that I watched was on polyamory and polyamorous relationships. And it was like such a cool conversation. And I I learned like so much from watching it. And I I know that we don't have, we don't have like, you know, a grandma and like a teenager here, like in all the perspectives, but I do feel like it's a really fun topic. Yeah. You brought up family. So we got to do what we got to do first, dude. Oh yeah. yeah, You totally forgot. Jesus Christ. Ready? Ready to launch? Okay, so we're going to bring in Solange as well, because Solange is back from maternity leave, and she had baby Bruno, and so yeah. <laughs> we asked her to do a Simba-like, you know, introduction. <laughs> we just wanted everyone to be introduced to baby James, because it is part of the uh, Spiritual Rebels and Mrs. family, so thank you, Solange, and thank welcome you. back. So. Welcome you. back, Solange. Uh, we'll let you. She's she's helping us backstage, so we'll let you get back to oh. all the baby things. 
Bye, baby. Bye. <laughs> um, thank you. So you have to keep me on track, though. That's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like my handler. That's so, what we talked about. Hmm, that right? that sounds a little erotic, and I don't. Does I don't, it? Yeah, you're my handler. Like I the, thought, that's what people called like. Not that I am a celebrity, but I thought that like celebrities that might get out of hand, they had like handlers and people to like. Are you going to get out of hands? I mean, well, we talked about it in terms of like me seeking out plant medicine experiences in ayahuasca that you're like my chaperone. Like, I don't know. Like, what do we call this? I feel like you're just trying to trying to get me to be a free assistant is what you're trying to do. But (laughs) anyways, you can go live. I told you you could go live. (laughs) You can monetize it. You could do whatever you want. So Red Table Talks, I didn't mm-hmm. actually didn't see that one. So what was the vibe you got from that? Were, the, were there a lot of misconceptions they were weeding through? Was it support? Yeah. Okay. So what is Jada's, do you, I don't remember their daughter's name, um, but the daughter who's probably like 20 something, like she's was really interested in polyamorous relationships. And I know that I've been thinking for the past several years that this is going to be a huge thing with like our, the kids generations for like the teenagers of now. Like I can't even imagine like, you know, you know, 15, whatever, 20 years from now, what my kids are going to be into. But I'm like, I feel like this is going to be a thing that like is just becoming the norm that all of us people that are in, you know, I guess older generations where we weren't seeing this introduced as the regular are just going to have to fucking get used to it and to like get with the program. Because I think, um, it seems like for her, a lot of her friends and a lot of the conversations, it's just sort of normal in in the younger generations. The grandma, like so, and I feel like she's probably very representative of a lot of the older conservative um, generations. Like she just really couldn't wrap her head around it. I know a lot of the misconceptions is that it's like, um, you know, people just sort of um, kind of slutting around. Well, sometimes, you know, I think that that's a good thing, but I think that everyone thinks that it's swingers right? Mm -hmm. That it's like couples that are swingers. And I think that people first off have a lot of, I I love that Bess is going to talk to us about the word ethical, like sluttery and Mm -hmm. like really reclaiming that word of sexuality. But I think the grandma, like really, like when she uses the word slut, she's using it in a much different frequency than we're going to use the word slut today. Like like derogatory, (laughs) correct? Yeah. Like as if like very shame field, right? And like that her, her perception is that it's just like, um, you know, couples that are wanting to be swingers and they're, that they're only doing it, you know, from a place of sexual experience and that there's not love involved. And so I feel like that's like the polygamy versus like the polyamory or polyamorous relationships is that there's like many different situations where love is involved. And I, even just from like really watching, you know, Bess's lives and her posts, she's going to be our guest today. I've learned a lot from her that there's like different configurations, which I guess I never had even like thought about before. So I just, I just love like being um, in a position to like learn something new and for the very like open-minded audience that we have here to be taking in new things, whether it's so that they can open up possibilities for themselves Mm -hmm. beyond just the typical you know, monogamy. But I also think it's that knowing that like our kids are, um, you know, our, our siblings, our friends are going to be entering into other types of relationships that are beyond the quote unquote, you know, traditional arrangements. And that we should, I think, to be allies of all types, probably like 
learn a thing and like learn what our triggers are and just educate ourselves, you know? I love all that, but I kind of want to push back on it a little bit because what I love about doing this show also is to help people come into their truths. And not only for like the future generations, like if it's true to your heart, you know, if like this resonates with you and like you have been feeling like, gosh, like my love life is not what it wants to be. This monogamous relationship is not like, I don't feel fulfilled. Like maybe like let the truth come into your heart. And if that's, where, where you feel your truth is, then live your truth. And that's what I love about learning stuff like this. My honest truth is like, I don't, I really admire people that have these like multiple relationships that are like all soaked in love and they're all about loving each other and multiple partners. I don't know if I can do it myself. I think there might be too many insecurities, probably a little bit of immaturity, a little bit of a hurt heart that couldn't do it. But for Mm -hmm. my friends that want to live their truth and it involves multiple partners, if that's their truth, fucking live it. You know, just like our transgender brothers and sisters, like live your fucking truth. And so I think we not need to not only think about like, oh, the future generations, like if it's someone in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and you're like, huh, that's the puzzle piece missing. Fucking live your fucking truth now, man. Mm. I feel like um there's probably going to be some people that would say that they could never and but like i've really learned that you can never say never mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure that as it becomes more normalized as i think that it's heading that way i think that more people are probably going to su- be surprised at like what they might consider what situations that they might find themselves in i think my perspective is just like everything else that like sex and love are like a, a portal of initiation and so i feel like by going through those different experiences, like I feel like it's fucking expansion that there's probably, and I actually even listened to um, parts of like a interview that Bess did with a dude. I forget what podcast it was, but she was talking about like, I love how she was like, yeah, that stuff comes up. We'll let her talk about it. Um, and that like that we be with it and we find our, our people that are like our support systems or, coaches, therapists, whoever it is. And we like work through that to like expand ourselves. And I think that that really fascinates me because I'm definitely one to like lean into the things that really scare me or the things that I feel like maybe I couldn't do or can't do. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what she has to say about that. Well, yeah. The other part of the conversation, if anyone is with us live, like Beth's best, what I don't, why do you say Beth? Beth really wants to talk <laughs> about self-pleasure too, just in general, you know, mm-hmm. really embracing self-pleasure. Cause I think that a lot of people, again, society has put us in this construct. Where we're not allowed to enjoy self-pleasure. It's like so taboo. And, you know, like we make fun of masturbation, but like masturbation, self-pleasure, pleasure with other partners. Like we need to like, this is the age of Aquarius motherfuckers. Like some of this shit's got to fall apart. It's time to live like your truth, whatever that may be. And self-pleasure is something that I think we don't tap on enough or we have to be like very secretive about it or there's mm-hmm. some shame. Attached or you to get it. reported in groups for having self-pleasure <laughs> challenges in your group. I finally like start talking about it and be like, yeah, let's talk about this. And the Karens reported me and I feel like I had to learn from Crystal about like the better emojis. So like it goes past, it goes like over the Karens heads, but like, you know, the people like us are like, oh, yeah, they, they oh, know. Like, I need to learn these these secrets. So the Karens know about it. They're just really frustrated. They can't do anything about it. But self-pleasure. <laughs> and like, if 
if your truth is you feel that you want to have a, a love life, a marriage, whatever it be with multiple partners and fucking blow the lid off fucking traditional relationships. Cause I see too mm-hmm. many people stuck in like their fucking little steeple houses and they're fucking miserable <laughs> and it's time <laughs> to live your fucking truth. Right. Anything mm. else really come up for you around this? Mm, let's see. Um, no, I think I'm just excited to dive in with her. Like, so that we'll have her introduce herself. But Crystal, who's a regular guest that many of you know, we we just call her Crystal Vision, even though it's like by, her last name is Vizen, I believe. But we if like- you're just gonna call her Crystal Vision, just start calling her Crystal Vision. You don't need to put that pre- precluder in there every time. Crystal Vision, aka Pussy Fire, <laughs> Pussy Fire, <laughs> Pussy Fire. Is what we call her as well. Um, that's her power name. <laughs> I don't even know if that is, but I just really love that for her. And uh, she connected us with Bess. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had seen a post of of Bess's, and I was like, "Ooh, like I need to reach out to her. She feels like she'd be an amazing guest." And then the next day, Crystal sends us a message connecting us with Bess, saying, "I just feel like." you know, you would really love her group and that she's just like your people. And so it was confirmation at that point that like she just needed to be here. It was just destined clearly. Um, So we're going to pull in Bess if she's ready. We'll we'll wait. She'll turn on her camera. We'll know. Okay. She's ready. And then make sure you unmute as well, Bess. Hello. Yay. Hello. Hi there. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on here. Yeah, just tell people about like who you are and why we invited you. Yeah. yeah. So my name's Best Leader, and I am a sex and pleasure coach. I'm also queer, kinky, polyamorous, uh, and I love to talk about sex because it's really fun for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay. I'm so excited to be on here. Um, yeah, and huge thank you to Crystal for connecting us. I love like meeting more people in this realm who are not scared to talk about sex positivity and bodies and all the cool things they do. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Pussy fire is amazing at connecting people. <laughs> so, do you have a nickname like that, that we should call you by erotic? Um, yeah. Well, erotic empress. I also just like empress. Okay. All right. Empress yeah, we'll call you that. Empress, empress, Beth or just empress, just empress. Empress, sorry, Empress. Yes, <laughs> we always, I like it. <laughs> we always kind of like to go into kind of like a, an origin story. Um, so can you yeah. tell us a little bit about your, your past, a little bit about recognizing that maybe like the quote unquote, like traditional version of love wasn't for you, how you came to be Empress? How about that? Yeah. So I think it starts really in college for me. I was super shy kid, like all the way through high school. I was so shy. And in college, I was like, you know what? I'm going to date people. I'm going to fucking make out. I'm going to have friends. So excited. (laughs) Well, I have two fake teeth right now. But at the time, I didn't. I had braces till I was like 21 years old. And I was like, how am I going to pay for these fake teeth? They're like ridiculously expensive to get dental implants. And I saw this ad in the school paper that was like, dancers wanted, no experience necessary. And I was like, oh, you make cash money doing that. So I went and became a stripper. And that was how I paid for my teeth and then college and then like trips to Mexico. And uh, yeah, I had a great time. (laughs) 
<laughs> mm, <laughs> it was so nice. much fun. Uh, and I feel like I just really busted out of my shell to an extent doing that. Um, and I had a boyfriend at the time who was really encouraging of me to like have sex with other people, not like in a kinky way, but just like, this is you best. Like you love other people, like go get it on. <laughs> so uh, I did consensually. And I, but like part of me still felt like it was really taboo. So I entered into more monogamous relationships, um, fucked those up because I, I always wanted like a boyfriend and a girlfriend. So I would, you know, go find the other one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, I moved to Oklahoma about three years ago and I, I, I took a whole year of celibacy. I didn't date, I didn't do anything, which is weird for me. Like I didn't even really self pleasure. Um, and I ended up hiring a sex coach at that time. Cause I, I was like, there's something wrong with me. I have like no sex drive. This is so not best, you know? Um, and I just started working on my own body and like feeling how it is that I experience pleasure. And it was so much more for me, soft and subtle than I was used to. I used to like go ham on my genitals, you know, and like, I was like, I, this doesn't really do a lot for me. Oh, I'm more of an energetic type of person. I love space, anticipation, tease, right? Like the mind stuff, energetic stuff. So um, yeah, the sex coach really helped me with that. And then I started dating and I kept meeting all these polyamorous people. I was like, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready to do this. So very nice. I yeah. have like so many questions. Just that <laughs> I know <laughs> you go first, Ash. Well, I thought it was really interesting that I've been learning from you that there's like different arrangements within polyamorous relationships. And I like, I heard you use the term meta. And then I was like, Google, like, what is meta? And I had to like, <laughs> I have to Google things because I feel like some of it is just really like new terms for me. But would you just really open people's minds to like, what this could look like potentially? Yeah. So I'm in more of a, <clears throat> excuse me, untraditional type of arrangement. I think a lot of people, they picture polyamory and they picture like everyone dates each other. And that's not always the case. So like I live with one of my partners and also his other partner. So it's like a V configuration. So she and I would be considered metas or metamores. So we love the same person, but we're not romantically connected. So okay. yeah. <laughs> So I can can I pull you back a little bit on your story just because I kind of want to tap on this because right away a lot of people they hear stripper right and they think disgusting they think gross they think those women are victims can you tell us a little bit about your stripper experience without trying like I'm not trying to exploit it but it sounds like you had a positive experience with it is that correct Yeah very much so <clears throat> And I did meet a lot of people who had experienced you know trauma and were you know, victimized or, you know, people that were really down and out. And I met so many cool people who were artists and visionaries and musicians and loved just being in their bodies and like connecting with other people. So <clears throat> frog in my throat. Um, I just, <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I made really great friends during that. Like customers would become my friends. I had a friend who like, we went to Mexico together. He would watch my dog when I was out of town. Um, just 
yeah, there, people want love and people want connection. And I think when I really tapped into what that was, that was what I was giving. I was the laziest stripper ever. Like people were like, <laughs> they were like, do you know all the pole moves? And like, I didn't dance on the pole. I would like get out there and just be like, hey. <laughs> the yeah. conversating stripper. <laughs> yeah, it's like the girlfriend experience, you know, like that's what I'm good at. So it's connecting to people, asking them questions, hearing their stories and be like, wow, you know, that's really fascinating. Tell me more. Like, that's what people want. And they're like, here, like, I will pay you. I will get you groceries. I will pay your rent, like all sorts of wild stuff. So it was very um, mutually fulfilling, I would say. I feel like you have potentially considered some kind of like arrangement Right? Like, didn't you want to consider something unconventional for yourself? I feel like Bess might be able to answer questions. Like, what would you go for in like the most ideal situation? I feel like I'm putting you on the spot, but we're just rolling with it at this point. Are you talking to me or talking to her? Yes. I'm talking to you, James. <laughs> talking to me about unconventional? Yeah. I'm like, if there, so maybe it wouldn't be polyamorous, like, but like, is there anything unconventional that you might consider with like the right, you know, boundaries with the right like partner? Um, I don't know. Like I I've tapped on like the open relationship thing. Cause the gays, they just love them some open relationship. But for me, that goes like the opposite of what Bess is kind of talking about. For me, a lot of the gays with the open relationship, it is just, they want to stick their dick in whatever they want to stick their dick in and not have any like kind of commitment to anyone. Uh, I've tried to be like a houseboy for uh, guys before, you know, and I'm too fucking mouthy. I I have too many opinions. So. What is a houseboy? Are you, why are you acting like you don't know what here? Lady? Because I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to Google it? Okay, <laughs> Salon, maybe Solange will Google it for us. <laughs> but well, I, I want to get into best like the different arrangements. What really resonates with her, but. Um, Best that that year, okay, that year where you're kind of, you're monogamous. Are you googling it, Ashley? When you're monogamous, no, my computer wasn't charging, so okay, so. you're you're not you're not self pleasuring, okay. What was your mindset? What was your spiritual experience during that year? Yeah, um, it was tough. I had gotten dumped for the first time in my life, and it was a huge hit to my ego. Honestly, I was like. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> yeah. So it was really good for me, but I was so angry and just like I'd wanted to marry this person. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I was just angry at the universe. So it was a really amazing time for me to dive into me and learning to be comfortable with me and love myself. And that's really what I got out of it. I invested a lot in myself of time, money, like all of it. Um, I started my first business then because I was just like, well, fuck it. If this person doesn't want to be with me, well, then I'll just like make this extraordinary life by myself. <laughs> but, but isn't that like, I think Ashley, you have a similar story to that too, where it's like when we stop counting other people for our happiness and when we just realize happiness comes from within other people become part of the fucking experience yeah yeah like i felt like i had to find like my wholeness because everything on my vision board at the time like it was all attached to another person and i had to be like 
all right, like we're not doing this anymore. We can have all of these things, including the kids by ourselves if we want to. And like, I feel like it sounds like you were shifting into like finding like that version of wholeness. And it sounds like you seem like you had your shit together, like at a very like young age, like, because I just feel like you seemed like this old soul. Like as you tell these stories that you just seem like you were just very aware and like making all these conscious choices in college, which wasn't me. So I applaud you for that. But um, would- well, is that true? Bess? I'm like, I'm like, I also, I also partied a lot and like did a bunch of drugs and like broke people's hearts. So, you know, I also, I had like a 2.9 GPA graduating college. So, you know, I, I did all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough though. I mean, but does anyone really ask for your GPA? Maybe you just had your priorities straight at that point. I, I would love your commentary on like the jealousy thing that James brought up of like, that I think a lot of people would say like, oh, I feel like I would feel too jealous. I would have too many like fears, you know, around sharing a partner with other people and what that experience has been like for you. Yeah. So it was really challenging at first um, because my, my partner that I live with, he already had a partner when I met him. Um, And I was like, okay, like, I'll try this out, you know? Um, and I think what really made me believe that it was possible to like not succumb to my jealousy and just like wither and die was um, meeting her and forming a relationship, you know, like, oh, this person's actually really cool, right? The lover of my lover is actually an amazing person. Um, and I really wanted her to be happy. And I really wanted him to be happy. And I was like, huh, there must be a way to do this. Right. So I just got curious and not to say it wasn't hard. It was really freaking hard, especially at first, but having, you know, support system and different tools to explore emotions that are big and ugly. Like it gave me so it just, it's very empowering to like sit there with jealousy and then like actually be able to do something around it. Like whether it's journaling or like yelling or like going outside and like ah, whatever it is I needed to do. Um, and it's just, it's kind of gr- not the jealousy has grown, but like our vision of who we are as three individuals and also like the three of us together has just grown together. So I think the fact that we all have common vision for our futures and you know, that this is what we want makes those feelings not as significant. It's like, yeah, we address them each time they come up, or at least I do, whether it's verbally or like, you know, writing about it or whatever, but um, keeping in mind that vision of like, yeah, we wanna be that like the old polyamorous people. They're like, oh, remember when it used to be such an issue for you to go spend the night at somebody else's house? Like, (laughs) it's not anymore. (laughs) I'm wondering like, can you put, words or feelings to how it's expanded you or what like really coming into like I don't know if you'd call it acceptance or like love of that jealousy how what's expanded on the other side Mm. yeah I think having like a really solid foundation is what helped it to expand so coming out the other side of jealousy is really being able to speak your needs and desires so instead of like, you can't do this, this hurts me, um, 
realizing like, well, this person hasn't actually done anything to hurt me. Like we entered into this consensually. So what do I really need in this situation? Right. And for me, a lot of times it's words of affirmation, right? If I'm feeling like, um, I need him to be like, Hey, I really love you. Or I'll be like, Hey, can we cuddle for five minutes before you go for your sleepover? Right. Those are the things that really soothe me. And I actually get what I want, which is connection with my partner. And then I'm like, okay, like have fun, you know, and if yeah. there's any residual feelings, I'm like, great. I have tools to deal with that. Right. I can handle this. And it used to be so fiery and now it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have another partner outside of, I'm like, the v. I'm, I don't know the right words. The V. The V. Yeah, the B. And so you also get to like have sleepovers and like find that balance like on the other side of things. So it seems like you're kind of like feeling and experiencing both sides of it. Like yeah. there's that balance. Do you think that the finding that balance would be important for like a relationship? I do. I think energetically it is challenging to have one partner who is going out and like, you know, exchanging sexual energy with other people when you're not. I know some people balance it really well. And in my experience, it doesn't balance as well. So finding whatever that is that you need, like I know another polyamorous couple who one of them is not seeing anyone. So the one who wants to see lots of people like doesn't have penetrative sex, right? It's like they could still go and connect with people, but it's, I don't know, it's just to a lesser, not lesser degree. I don't know, it's just different. So yeah. they, they find their own balance and I'm like, cool. I really like that. <laughs> well, can I ask you some really everyman questions on this? I know I'm probably like, I just want to ask the kind of ignorant questions. Okay. Like the yeah, human, exactly. the human in us really wants to be the best or the one or the chosen one. So does that jealousy come up on a frequent basis where it's like, Oh, and I'm, again, this is probably ignorant, but like you enjoy having sex with this person more than me, or you seem to love this person more than me. Does it come up on a constant basis? Did it come up on a constant basis? And have you found that it starts to dwindle away with time? Um, I mean, maybe I have a huge ego, but I'm like, of course I'm the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, of course you want to be with me. Um, but <laughs> part of that is, part of that is from my self-pleasure practice, right? Like I talk about like filling my cup up all the way, creating mm. myself as this decadent ice cream sundae mm. that doesn't really need anything else. But if you come along with sprinkles, like that's really cool. That's like my relationship. It's like the sprinkles. Love that. My pleasure. Mm. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, jealousy doesn't really come up that much for me anymore. Usually it's around like new people. And what I've found there is I just want to actually meet them. Like if it's someone one of my partners is seeing regularly, I love to meet them. Because usually then I'm like, oh, wow, they're really cool. Like, can I add you as a Facebook friend? <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it. And I feel like the talk of like boundaries and like communication, I heard you mention on the other podcast, like, what, what do you see as like the importance there with like successful polyamorous relationships? Yeah. So there's a, there's actually a really great book that I read recently called Up Level Communication. It's by Kenya Stevens. And it is so amazing at like how we actually create communication structure. 
so that we can have our ugly parts come up and get vented. She calls it the animal, right? The ego, mm -hmm. like those parts that are like, ah, I want this bitch to die, right? They actually get a place to vent. It's within a container, but like you get to vent mm -hmm. and then you get to get soothed after that. Like, great, how can I support you? So having these types of conversations where you actually get to express how you feel and be met with support instead of like, well, you did this last week and like, right? And you start picking each other apart. Having that like open dialogue is what I've seen to be really successful with just relationships in general. And I'm not like pro polyamorous relationships, by the way. Like, I'm just happy for people to, like, experience relationship in the way that they want to, that feels the most delicious and fulfilling. Yeah. So if that's monogamy, awesome. If it's being single, awesome. Like, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> well, everything that I'm hearing, I feel like would probably work in, like, a monogamous relationship as well. So I just get really probably. curious because, like, you're, like, in a, you know, in, like, a if this is like a video game, right? Like you're like in these more advanced levels and I feel like you can teach us in monogamous relationships or even like people before they enter into monogamous relationships like James, um, a thing or two. So like, is that a structure that you're describing? Like where you would set it up with your partner where you get to like say like all of the things that sound ugly and just like fully let your shadow out and then ask them for what you need. Is that like something yeah. you set up? Yeah. And really it's telling the other person at the beginning, like, Hey, like, can I vent? Do you have space for this? And they get to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. right? And if they say no, maybe you need to go find someone else, right? Call up your best friend or whatever it is. But, um, wait, it was, remind me your question. I got sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> Just the structure. And like, it sounds like, what was the book, the title of the book? Up, again? It's called, yeah. Up level communication by Kenya Stevens. Who's awesome. She's freaking amazing. <laughs> is it about like communication everywhere in life, like targeted towards relationships? It's more relationships because that's okay. when our, like our ugly stuff comes up, right? As you've probably experienced, I know I have. I'm like, who is yeah. this evil witch? I'm like, oh, that's another part of me. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I have experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so best. Do you mind mm -hmm. if we, like we pivot more into self pleasure? Because I, mm -hmm. I saw that you had posted something in the sluts group, and yeah. you were talking about like how we're you know pretty much taught that <clears throat> this is like what we can have, what we shouldn't have. So the journey of self pleasure. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. About really pulling back the shame attached to self pleasure. Uh, tips on self pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so and. It self-pleasure goes beyond just like masturbation mm -hmm. and touching your genitals like once once i actually like started to figure out what pleasure was in my body it started to permeate out into the rest of my life so how can i find more pleasure in everything that i do right like driving my car eating food like how can i make this the most like sensual delightful experience possible um, and we're, we're really cut off from that. I know I was, so I'm sure other people can relate to that, right. Of like trying to fit inside the, the norm. Mm -hmm. And I've never really fit inside the norm. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I hate it. Um, but still I was like, oh, I need to, you know, have a job and, you know, a, a house and like money in my bank account and successful relationship. I should get married, right. All of these stories that when I broke it down, I was like, 
wait, is that actually what I want? And yet I was like basing my happiness off these things that I was told would bring me happiness. Like, wait, what? Um, so it was, I mean, my, my 20s were confusing. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> my 30s were confusing. <laughs> but, but I love what you're saying because we went to Joshua Tree a couple weeks ago and I, I kind of been in that realization that, you know, like I'm really getting sick, not to make this all about me, of clocking in, clocking out every day and then giving away all that money to live in this little box, to buy these groceries, to you know, strive for this car and the, for this career. So when you had that self-realization, like how does someone start from that point of realization to actually finding f- actual fulfillment? What was your your journey there? Yeah, so really hiring support was huge for me. Um, I didn't know how to do it alone because it's not what we're, we've learned. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I kind of have a vision of what I want. Like I've always gotten visions of things and then I'm like, how do I do this? Like, who do I need to talk to out there in the world? Then the universe is like, here you go. Here's a person. Um, So, you know, it started for me with like discovering how to own a business and run a business. My first one was holistic nutrition and diving into that Um, and then realizing like, oh, you know, I don't don't know if y'all are entrepreneurs, but like all your shit seems to come up. Right. It's when a you, portal. It's a fucking yeah. portal too. Yeah. yeah it's gnarly. Definitely. Yeah. So the ways that you start to navigate that, right, you're creating this, this thing, this entity, mm-hmm. and you can create it out of like icky vibes, like scarcity and like, oh, mm-hmm. God, I'm going to fail. Or you can go like the pleasure route and like, ooh, how can I make this like feel really good for myself? Like, what do I actually need and want here? If I get to design whatever it is I want, why don't I make it really yummy? (laughs) Like I only want to work 15, 20 hours a week. (laughs) I love that. That's what I do. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, oh, cool. Um, So so it started with that business and can I ask you how it started to spread? Yeah. So that's when I hired a sex coach because I was like, I kept like my genitals had gotten numb over time and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like my pussy is just like, like it wasn't doing anything. Right? I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and being single, I was just like, ah, like I knew I wanted a relationship eventually. So I was like, okay, what tools do I need to put in place so that I can actually do it a different way? And like, again, make it a delightful experience. So um, yeah, but learning to self pleasure was huge for me. So how I actually touch my body, the rest of my body, right? How I find turn on from things that are like that a lover would do to you, right? When they like touch you, pet you. Oh, I can do those same things to myself. Right? I can tell myself the same sweet words I want to hear from a lover. Right? And I started just cultivating this practice of getting back in touch with my body, really coming home to my body mm-hmm. and just like awakening that in a whole new level and then it's just like uh, it feels so good and i i noticed so I, I got on tinder and i started like all the people that i would match with i was like god these are like amazing people and i live in oklahoma i'm not from here and i was i did not have high expectations <laughs> <laughs> like i've lived all over you know the us i've lived in costa rica and i was just like 
well, we'll see what I can find here. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, there's like babes here, right? And like, who are doing cool things. And that's how I met my partner. My partner I live with was on Tinder. And I'm like, wow, it is possible, right? So I think it kind of, it just started to shift my vibration and like who I am as a person. And then I started attracting in different types of people. Like these are not the types of people I used to date. So I love that. Like you're talking about like coaching, opening up possibilities, because I do feel like when we unknowingly, sometimes when we talk to our friends and family, they unknowingly project what's right for them onto us Mm -hmm. and give us advice. And it's like totally from love and wanting the best for us. But that like a coach knows that like, it's about you. It's not about them. And like, they have no agenda for you. And like, when you say something that you feel is like a wild idea, it sounds like your coach was, they're just like, yes, like, let's talk about that. Oh my gosh, I see that for you. And it's like, it's, it feels like for you, it was so powerful for somebody just say like, well, of course you can have that. Of course you can work 15 to 20 hours a week and have like multiple partners. Like, And like, it's hard sometimes to find that in our lives, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Like, I love my mom, but she's not great at that. It's just like fears, (laughs) like, well, Mm -hmm. you don't have a retirement fund and you don't have health insurance. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be fine. (laughs) I see a question. Um, Oh, oh, sorry. No, you want to pull it in? Okay. So River was asking if you've seen the V in a family structure. So we'll mm. see if she can show more. I think like it might mean like kids. Where, with kids are involved, I think is what she means mm. by that. Yeah. So my partner that I live with does have kids um, and we have them on the weekends. So it is possible. Um, they are a little bit younger. So we've just been really open about things like within age appropriateness. So when they're like, you know, well, you can't marry Bess and your other partner. It's like, yeah, no, we can't. Like legally we can't. Not yet. Oh, okay. I was say yet. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, And kids are like, they're so easy about it. It's the adults that are, that get all. The problem. (laughs) The kids are like, oh, there's another person who like can get me a snack and like take me on a walk. Cool. Mm, another person to love me and connect with me and tell me I'm amazing. Exactly. Well, how, how has it been with the adults with like the, you know, people in the family? I'm just curious, like, how has that been for you? Like for your partners? Yeah. Well, I am in the Bible belt, so it's interesting for my family is pretty open-minded about things. Um, like my mom's super accepting she's like oh you're happy yay like that's what she wants right if I was to like go off and I don't I could do like a million crazy things and I have and my mom's like cool like you do you best I'm here to support you um not the same for my partners they've struggled with you know because we're all like all of us are bisexual and queer and so that's still very much looked down upon here um, which is why we created the the slut group you guys are in, Slutosaurs. Um, and it's for people to come together and find support and get cheered on, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being a cheerleader. I never was, but it's like one of my personas. I'm like, yay, people, like, woo. <laughs> right? You're sexy, like, show yourself off. And like, if you have struggles, come in, like, 
let us support you. Let us uplift you. If no one else in the world is, like, we're here. We're body positive, mm -hmm. sex positive. Like, I'm very passionate about that. So that group is really great at that. And I, I did have a question I kind of want to go back to on your own journey, though, best just yeah. to help me get clarification. So, like, that whole like really getting into self-pleasure, like even when you're talking about like how you can like stroke your hair like a lover would or say affirmations like a lover would, was there any, because in recovery for me, I, I'm in recovery from alcohol, like mm -hmm. those gratitude lists, those prayers like that, there's that whole like ick gross, like that's so, so cheesy kind of factor with it. Totally. Did you did you come up against that wall and did you find it just took time to get used to doing it or did, was it instantaneous for you? So I will say my self-pleasure is always different. And some days it looks more like an exorcism than like a, oh, so beautiful. <laughs> hey, because if we don't meet ourselves in whatever emotion is coming up, then we're, we're, we're not meeting ourselves. We're not creating that connection, that intimacy that we're craving. So like if I'm, I have a persona that's lonely best and she loves to like cry to sappy music and that type of thing. Um, when I get frustrated and angry, that's when I love to get kinky with myself, like just like scratch and yell and like, ah, like really, you know, get into more intensity. And I love music as a, an accompaniment to that. Uh, so it doesn't have to be like sexual per se. A lot of times my genitals don't really come out to play. It's more about me meeting, the, this sounds like I, I have multiple personalities. I do, we all do, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> the true. different parts of us, right? Yeah. The insecure mm -hmm. part. How do we find pleasure with the insecure part of ourselves? How do we find pleasure when we're in shame, mm. right? So <laughs> Natalie says, I love rage gasms. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Natalie's a pro at that. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So we can meet ourselves in all of these emotions and it becomes this mm. like wild seductive game of like, like, how do I, how do I intrigue this part of me today? Like, what do they need? What do they want? And what can I give them? So it's just, yeah, it's this fun like journey. This. Yeah. And I, I actually, like I like to share it online. I, that's why I started an OnlyFans. It's so that I can put all my weird stuff on there. People are like, this isn't porn. I'm like, no, it's not. You're, you're like, I'm a fucking artist. <laughs> you're my patron. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like that's what I'm like thinking. And I, I know that there's a lot about like integration and I feel like, you know, we mm -hmm. talk about like the energetic twin flame, like journey and how it's ultimately about finding your way back to yourself and finding both of those energies within yourself. And like, and I feel like it's really just opening my mind right now to like different ways to think about things. And yeah. I have never thought about it like that. Um, what's coming up for you, James? Well, so many things I got, uh, I just, I really think about, and I, I've kind of, you know, Crystal and I have had this conversation line since you've probably walked a lot of women through this journey, just the woman, and this is what I deal with a lot, the woman that has been through that sexual abuse or has, you know, had trauma, like how do you just get your foot on that journey? How do you start when sex has been re relegated as something nasty or something that's associated with pain? For me, Crystal has really helped me walk through this journey. Being in the sex industry 
I, I equated sex as a job to get done. And so mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to orgasm myself anymore. I was all about pleasing someone else. And then my partners would be so upset. They're like, why, why can't you come? Why aren't you orgasming? It's because I had equated to a business transaction. Yeah. So just tips on those kind of different journeys, I think, are so helpful from a, uh, someone like you that's really walked it. Any tips on any of those scenarios? Yeah. I mean, with trauma, I would really reach out for support. Um, it is so important to, like, like you said with Crystal, to just like have someone who's on your team and that is knowledgeable, right? Because not everyone who dives into, not all sex coaches are equipped to deal with trauma. Mm-hmm. I am to some degree, but like, you know, intense trauma, that's when I refer people out. And I think it's a, a good thing to do. I want my people, like people I work with, I want to be so supported and nurtured and loved. It's like, if I can't, supply all of that i'm going to call in you know extra resources for that so but part of the the process i know for me was like just sitting and breathing like that was huge just even having hands on my body that didn't have an objective Mm -hmm. so like when i work with people who've never had an orgasm before right they're like do i need to buy a vibrator like are we going to be just like touching me all the time and i'm like no <laughs> yeah we're gonna sit there with like hands on our heart right we're gonna breathe right and we're gonna notice what emotions come up and i think that that's huge in like guiding people through these transformations is being able to hold big energy so if mm-hmm. someone is has a trigger coming up like what do you do there how can you lovingly support and hold them even if you're on zoom right you can still do it so uh, learning to like build that capacity within my own body. And I did it because I've seen other people do it, who've seen other people do it, right? We all get to start to, to learn how to be a support for someone. And it doesn't matter if I have not experienced that directly. Mm-hmm. Like I can already feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. I can tap into people like my clients and feel what they're feeling right? and then meet them there. So it's a, yeah, it's a really, like, it's a really beautiful process and like one of coming home. So beyond like having an orgasm, like how can we find so much like love and adoration and like, and fun and turn on and playfulness with the body itself. I really admire your body hair. And like, I saw that you posted like a photo with like hairy legs and I'm just like, I love her. And I just like, I feel like, I honestly feel like my taboo persona, cosmic Katiana is what I call her. I'm like, that might be a part of her. And James, like, I don't know if you have an opinion, but you see how I don't listen to you most of the time. So I'm always like saying i think i have like a big peri patch like hair because i tried to shave but my kids are small and i did the best but i think maybe i just need to like learn how to love that too the body hair i've been going strong for i don't know seven or eight years i love it (laughs) i I, girl i got no opinions but besides whatever the fuck makes you happy so don't (laughs) put that shit on me but but, but Bess, i love that you take the intimidation out of someone beginning their sex journey because i think for like all those scenarios that i just kind of like rattled through i think there's an intimidation that is going to be like oh my god uh, this person's going to penetrate me or stick their fingers inside me or like want to jack me off and i love that you make it so that people understand it is coming home and getting in touch with like also your your heart and your sensuality as well so yeah 
Yeah, and that everything is consent-based. Like, yeah. that's a huge part of it. I'm never going to ask a client to do something that they're a no or like, I'm not sure to. Right? We're going to find what is your, your fuck yes and explore, like, what are the emotions around your no? And it can, I don't care if it ever changes to a yes. What, like, do you want to dive into that? It's very directed by them and what they need. I try to, like, yes, I bring in my experience, but, like, I don't care. I, I care what happens, but I don't care about what the outcome looks like. Mm. That makes sense, right? This yeah. is for their journey. Um, and I loved being held in that space when I was going through my that transformation. And I still hire coaches because I'm like, well, oh, I want more. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> How can people find you best? Like, where would you point people to like work with you to stay in touch with you and what you have going on? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook a lot. It's best leader. You can just find me on my page. I love DMs. Um, feel free to reach out. And then if you want to join a really awesome sex positive, body positive, all the things yummy uh, group, you can join Slutosaurs on Facebook. And mm-hmm. yeah, we got some. We links have all there. the links in the mm-hmm. comments. Yeah, yeah. And if you want some sexiness of me, because I love to be naked. I don't know about you all, but uh, you can go to my OnlyFans as well. So I'm erotic. And you better ex- respect the creativity and the artistry of it if you go there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just bing. <laughs> If she's listening to Peshma and crying, you respect it, right, bitch? You pay attention. <laughs> Bess, thank you so much for having such a fun, open conversation with us. And thank you. Like, that group is amazing. Like, thank you for that space to, like, just be open and not judge. Because even a lot of, like, sexual groups, it is so judgy. Like, you have to be a certain body type. You have to behave a certain way. You have to be, quote, unquote, attract- attractive. And right, you I can't be a slut. I'm yeah, like, you can't what? be a slut. That's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no fun. <laughs> so Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Bess. Bye. Bye. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. I love when we have guests that just like roll with us to all the places. Did Katiana start to buzz within you? You know what I was starting to think at the end um, is that I remember when I when I went to join that group and it asked me like my definition or my relationship with the word slut. And like, I was like, I feel like it's neutral as of right now, but it really got me thinking like in the days after that, that like that was the thing that like held me down for a long time in college is like, that's why I didn't like report like, you know, the sexual assault in college is like. I was like, so um, against that word that I self-sacrifice like, and so I like, it just sent me into this like reflection of how much like I was like holding myself down, like because of not wanting to be in that category. And like, I was like, wow, that fucking sucks. And obviously I'm like, I think coming into a different relationship with it and it's like ever expanding. I feel like compared to like Crystal and Bess, I'm like really new on the journey I think like coming back to the body, you and I have talked about my journey with like motherhood and like feeling like my body was just like not mine <laughs> for so many years, like, and then bre- breastfeeding until like less than a month ago. And so I finally feel like, oh, this body is like 
mine? Like, what do I want to explore? Like, how can I take better care of it? How can I like give her more of what she wants? And so I think I'm just like really curious to learn from like Bess and like for all these things, I feel like I have like some new creative masturbation challenges. Like, you know me, I like to treat it like an art project. I'm probably going to, you know, write it down in my iPad and journal about it. But like, I'm excited about that. (laughs) I I love that. And uh, I just think it's very interesting. Like we each, you and I have been talking about this like personally a lot, like how we each have our own storyline and they're all equally important. And, you know, like you've had that journey where it's like, you've, I think repressed a lot of the sexual side because of past traumas and kind of stigmas Mm -hmm. that were like integrating your brain. And then for me, like, I went, I dove real deep in my disease and I like was in it and then coming out the other side, you know, I walk a lot of, of men, especially that like, how am I ever going to have sex sober? Like, how am I ever going to be there? How can I ever like, I only know it drunk or high. How do I ever find pleasure sober now? And it's, it's a frightening challenge for a lot of men and women. Like, I don't know how to do that. And it, it takes a lot of people back out. So I think each one of our storylines are like so extraordinary. And I just wish people would talk about it more often, man. That's what I love about like our friendship as well as that, like we have the opposite experiences and that we kind of like find are finding our balance together. And so I feel like you're like, how do I be sober and enjoy sex? And I'm just like, I've never ha- done mushrooms and had sex. Like, how do I, how do I have that? experience (laughs) yeah well and that's why i love that like we have (laughs) we have this platform to invite people to talk about it because i I don't hear enough conversations about it still like you know not to like talk about program too much because it is private for but like in program like we got to the part about sex and i kind of went off on a tangent like we need to talk about this more because it is killing people it's literally killing alcoholics because they're afraid to be like i don't know how to have sober sex and no mm. one will talk to them honestly about it. So they go back to their old ways. This is like going to be your fucking book. You realize that. Like, <laughs> this is going to be your speaking topic. I feel it. So I'm I, like really serious right now. I feel mm-hmm. that in my body, like an expansion. And so we'll talk about that more. Well, Because everything is a business. Everything. I see business possibilities. Well, does Katiana feel good about it? Mm, yes. What? She's already there. She's already making t-shirts and um, <laughs> koozies for the the non-alcoholic Ormus cocktails <laughs> that you'll serve at your opening. <laughs> so mm. what do we have on deck this month? Nothing. Nothing? We don't. No. I mean, we will create something, but sometimes, like with Bess, we had her like booked like several weeks in advance. Other times, we're just like, hmm. Let's see what the universe wants to serve up next week and, uh, you know, what you guys are feeling, what we're feeling. And so, um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We so don't. Br- tell, us what you want. tell us what you want to talk about, motherfuckers. Tell us what you want. We're going to create it. Yeah. There's Katiana coming up. Tell us what you want. Oh, she has to be Russian, of course, too. I didn't, I didn't tell her she had to be Russian. Just, oh. Do you want her to be Russian? Is she Russian? I don't know. I did okay. We need you to can't. cut it off. We're getting off track. It's six oh one. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs>